0: entrepreneur on fire 560 in need of some motivation we've got you covered seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire The time has come. Your voice messaging system just isn't cutting it anymore. Start sounding more professional with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. When you get to choose from dozens of designs and have the opportunity for several rounds of revisions, what's not to love? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jen Loudon. Jen, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I of course see the image from Hunger Games movies. <laughs>
0: love, love that, Jen. And Jen is a personal growth pioneer who helped launch the self care movement with her first publication, The Woman's Comfort Book. She's the author of five additional books on well being and whole living that have inspired more than a million women in nine languages. Her latest, The Life Organizer, just came out in paperback. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Jen. So take a minute, tell us. About you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business.
1: Oh boy, I have been doing this for about 22 years, and the first book, The Woman's Comfort book became a word-of-mouth bestseller. And this was, remember, this was before the internet. You know, (laughs) This was before Oprah, when Oprah was still Jerry Springer. This was a long time ago in a land far, far away, now in our galaxy. And it's (laughs) continued, really the key to my work and my journey as a creative and an entrepreneur has been the journey to figure out what's going on with me and how can I then share what I'm learning and just be a couple of steps ahead of whoever I'm helping.
0: Well, Jen, we're really going to dive into that journey, and we can even dive into that galaxy far, far away if you want to (laughs) in just a little bit. But before we do, we start every Entrepreneur on Fire episode off with a success quote or mantra to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: Mine is a question. I love questions. I use them extensively. And my question is, what would love do? And the reason I love this question is because in the entrepreneurial creative journey, the thing that holds me back most often, and I don't think I'm alone in this, is fear. And fear manifests in so many clever ways. And when I'm finding myself fearful and often not even knowing that I'm afraid, if I can pause and use my own medicine, which is the process I talk about in the Life Organizer book, and drop into my body, drop into my heart... And then ask the question, what would love do? It gets really practical and super helpful. I mean, just today, I'm in the middle of a launch for a program that I've taught a number of times. We've had th- over 1,000 people go through it. And I was getting kind of snared up about the launch. And I dropped in and asked what would love do. And I got really clear about changing some of the launch content.
0: Wow, and see, Jen, what I love that you just did, you just told a story. You just brought it to the ground level, and we can resonate with that as human beings. We love that, we connect with stories. And you're such a great story writer and teller, so let's continue that as we go through this interview. And what we're gonna do now is look back, Jen, into your past. Tell us about a time that you failed, that you fell flat in your face. We want you to take us to that moment, Jen. Take us down to the ground level. Share with us that failure and the lessons you learned.
1: Gosh, it was hard to choose a failure. There are so many. (laughs) But I think probably my most um, astonishing one is feeling like a failure when I walked off of Oprah's set. This was about 12 years ago, and I had published uh, four books by this point. And the book that I was on Oprah for was a book called The Woman's Retreat Book. And it really got people thinking about taking personal retreats. Retreats at that point in time were more um, religious um, within the Catholic or the Buddhist tradition. And Oprah had me on to talk about retreats, and um, I had really worked hard. I mean, I did my vision boards for this thing. I had a whole altar to Oprah. I was going to get on Oprah. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I remember I used to have a painting that I would put in front of the altar when people came in the house, and no one would see it (laughs) because it was so weird, (laughs) I'm visualizing an Oprah and it worked. It worked. And then I did my interview and I walked off the stage and my best friend who I've known since I was eight came with me to Chicago and she was waiting in the green room. And she's like, what's the matter? Honestly, John, I didn't know. It probably took me two years to figure out why I was so profoundly disappointed. I really fell into abyss After that interview, and what I finally came to understand through a lot of soul searching was I was giving Oprah the permission to make me legitimate. If I was on Oprah, I was a real personal growth teacher. I mattered, and what I was saying mattered. It didn't matter at that point that I had sold hundreds of thousands of copies of my books, that I got letters every single week. Yes, back in the days of letters, that I worked with people one on one, that I led retreats and workshops and was, you know, got rave reviews. None of that mattered. I put all of that on you know, a cultural figure, if Oprah said I was good, I was good. Well, of course, we can't give that power away. We all do it at some point in our entrepreneurial journeys, right? If I just have this kind of launch, if I have this many sales, if I have this many clients, I will be legit, I will be enough. And taking that back and realizing, um, as a friend of mine says, unhooking from praise and blame and realizing it it's my declarations of doing my best work, of giving value, of building a bridge so people can find the value. That's what I want to lay my head down with every night, not what Oprah says or how many clients I have or how much money I have in the bank.
0: That's so powerful, Jen, because that was such a defining moment in your life. And the fact that it did take you some time, but you got to the bottom of that. I mean, I know that's going to resonate with Fire Nation. What I would love for you to do is just boil that down into one clear takeaway that Fire Nation can walk away with.
1: It's not out there. It's in here. In here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, Jen, we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum because you just shared an amazing journey, a story, a failure, a challenge that you faced in your life, and it was really impactful, but I want to go to a light bulb moment, an aha moment that you've had, and you've had many. Just like you've had many failures, like all entrepreneurs, you're always having aha moments. and. (laughs) I want to hear of one story of one special light bulb that went off inside your head. And what steps did you take, Jen, to turn that moment, that idea into success?
1: Well, since we started talking about the deep past and galaxies far, far away, I think I'll I'll go back there to a young girl who had graduated from USC film school and was really struggling to make it as a screenwriter in Hollywood and finding it, you know, had an agent and was taking all these meetings, but really didn't get what this process of building fans and, and creating a body of work was about. And found herself feeling more and more stuck and unhappy and ended up with her leg in a cast after a skiing accident and her dog biting her and her boyfriend's roommate wrecking her car. And worst of all, could not write the screenplay that her agent was waiting for and was rewriting the same two pages over and over again. And inside, this guidance would come that we all have, take a break you need to quit writing for a while. You need to take care of yourself. This isn't working. Why don't you go get a job in a bookstore and just like nurture yourself and give it a break for a little bit? And this young lady would say to herself, yeah, yeah, I hear you. That's a really good idea when I'm done with this screenplay and I've sold it for $350,000. I don't know why I had that figure in my head, but I did. And finally, it just became excruciating. I was so boxed in. If you can imagine, living in a tiny apartment, can't walk. I'm up 45 stairs, writing the same two pages over and over again. Oh, can't even, I don't even have a car if I could walk down the stairs. And finally I surrendered. It was really, truly probably one of the most powerful moments of surrender in my life. I can even say this, you know, 25 years later. And when I did, um, it was just no, no, I didn't even have any, you know, in the back of my head going, well, you know, yeah, we'll we'll quit writing for a little bit. I just said, that's it. I'm going to quit writing. I can't do this. This is just too much suffering. And when I did that with all my being and just let go, the title for my first book popped into my head, John, as clearly as if you said it to me right now, the woman's comfort book. And I remember thinking, well, what's that? I mean, I I didn't write self-help books. I was trying to be a screenwriter. I mean, it was, you know, it was writing, but it was a hugely, completely different idea. And it took me, again, a theme of my life, several years to figure out how to write a book or why I would write a book to do it in this new way of surrender. But what I take away from that aha moment and what I've built on and thought about so many times in my life is when we can really listen and let go And let something larger, and you don't have to believe in God or or anything, but just something larger than your small mind and your agenda and your tight-fisted way of approaching your work. If you can listen to that and trust it, good things happen. Maybe not, and maybe it doesn't mean you'll be rich and famous, but that you can be fulfilled. And that's what we're really hungry for.
0: So Jen, why? Why do we as entrepreneurs have such a hard time letting go?
1: Oh, because we are the kind of personalities that want to make things happen. I mean, it's the great paradox. I believe we're called to do the work we're called to do so that our hearts and souls can learn the lessons they're here to learn. Um, I really, I'm not a woo-woo person, but my life has taught me this over and over again. And so I have set myself up to be a teacher very uh, transparently of what I'm learning. And that keeps making me have to learn exactly where my biggest pain points are so that I can grow. And I think entrepreneurs, I mean, we're like, let's go, let's get it done. (laughs) So how are we going to learn to let go? You know, it's just a setup for great, great growth uh, towards greater fulfillment.
0: (laughs) So Jen, as a teacher, share with us a story, a time that you were able to impart that wisdom onto somebody and you were able to Allow them to let go of what was truly holding them back, and what was the result?
1: I, I, you know what I want to say is that you can never plan that as a teacher. I just finished teaching a course uh, for women based on the Life Organizer book. We just ended last week, and people had huge aha's. But I never knew what was going to bring it. So I said in the last class, we talked about what calls you, and one of the things I said is. Answering the call equips you for the journey. In other words, you can't be the person who's already and knows everything they need to do before you go out on the quest. You hear the quest, you hear the call, it's not very clear, you start taking action, you start growing and becoming the person who can answer the call. And by saying this, one of the students had a huge epiphany and let go of years of guilt around her divorce. Now, I couldn't plan that. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. She heard it a certain way. It clicked. And that happens all the time, I think, when we just show up and, and teach, right, take care of our clients in the most loving and um, honest way that we can.
0: So Jen, I want to go back to that Oprah moment because there's just something that's kind of nagging me inside about that. Oh, okay. So you left that show feeling a little let down, maybe even more than a little. You just felt- Oh, more than a little. More more than a little little (laughs) let down. Now, my question to you is this, have you gone back at any time in the recent past and re yourself on Oprah? I mean, how do you feel like you performed on that show? Were you let down at all because you feel like that was your 15 minutes of fame opportunity that you bombed on the show, Or, or were you great on the show, but you just felt let down for other reasons?
1: I don't think I was great on this show. I mean, I'm not the best judge of it, but I have watched it with, um, you know, people, media helper people before I went out on book tours after that. And I had people both say, oh, that was great. And I've had people say, oh, no, that wasn't very good. So <laughs> I don't, you know, I think that's part of what we have to unravel for ourselves in these key moments, that if we, sometimes we can look for objective data. Wow, that launch really bombed. What, what can we do differently? I'm all for gathering data. But there's a lot of points in our entrepreneurial journey where it's really we could we could look for uh, data until we're blue in the face it's what are we going to do with the assessment that we're making how are we going to work with that story ourselves to liberate ourselves so
0: jen let's stay on this theme of telling stories because you're doing such an amazing job at it and you've had a lot of very proud entrepreneurial moments a lot of successes a lot of wins share with fire nation the story of your proudest entrepreneurial moment
1: I self-identify as a writer and a creative, but I was raised in a family of entrepreneurs. I was raised, I always say, in the religion of business. My dad was uh, born on a farm in southern Indiana in the Depression, poor, uh, went to World War II, came back, borrowed $3,000 from his brother, and started what became five supermarkets in Indiana, sold that for a $2 million in the mid-'60s, which was a lot of money then, retired, and then went back and created a whole new business when he was 51. So I grew up hearing nothing but business. When I took a straight job out of college, I called my dad. I was living in Los Angeles at the time. I called my parents, and I said, oh, I, I got my first real job. And there was silence on the other end of the phone. And my dad said, why? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you know. He said, and he, he thought that writers could make a lot of money, which he's right. It's just a rare thing. Um, it, so I think for me, it was moving from being a creative and self-identifying as I can just be the moody artist to put stuff out to, I have to, I, I want to be in control. It goes back to the Oprah moment. I want to create my own destiny. I'm going to learn to market. And I went online with my first website in 1999. We launched a giant content website that no longer, that we closed down about Eight years later, but comfortqueen.com and 2000. I mean, I was an early adopter of saying, hey, this is how do I learn to do this so I can have a relationship, a direct relationship with my customers and readers. So I'm very proud of that over time.
0: Rightfully so. And Jen, another thing I know that you're proud of is, you know, being able to, to weather the roller coaster of emotions that comes to being an entrepreneur. I mean, you've already shared the lowest of lows and you just shared the highest of highs. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, that can happen within hours of each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or the same minute. The same minute. And that's
0: (laughs) shocking to, you know, people that come from that corporate or government or just more, you know, salaried mindset. So one thing I like to talk to Fire Nation about is some semblance of a balance. Now, that's that's a key word, some semblance. We're never going to have this perfect balance as entrepreneurs, but talk to us about your philosophy of the entrepreneurial journey and how you keep some semblance of a balance.
1: Well, the most important thing to me is to make sure that I have some uh, time before the day starts to check in with myself. And so that's usually pretty formal meditation on the meditation cushion. But this morning it looked like meditation. And then going in back into the house, my office is outside the home. It's a few steps outside the home <laughs> and making some tea and then coming back outside and reading something spiritual and just reflecting. We had a, I had a big weekend. I was with my mastermind group this weekend. It was a big retreat weekend for us. We do it once a year. So giving some time to integrate that. So really the other thing is, is constantly throughout the day, taking my own medicine and centering and checking in with myself. Um, the entrepreneurial journey, the creative journey, the online journey is a journey of distraction. It's a journey of being pulled in a million different directions. So I really work at honing that sense of centeredness and asking what's what's most important right now. Um, it's so easy, or what, what would love do? My question from the beginning, it's so easy to get into what I call time monsters in the book, The Life Organizer, which are the things that we have to do, but we really don't have to do them now. (laughs) And if we do them now, we get to escape from the work that's really scary, but could be our really great next thing.
0: So, Jen, this is one thing that I struggled with incredibly at the beginning of my journey. And that was just like you said, saying yes to everything, getting pulled in a million directions. You know, I can proudly state now that I am 100% all aboard the no train. (laughs) And I like to really impart that into Fire Nation, the importance of being able to say no, because we can't say yes to everything if we want to focus on the success of our own journey. So can you talk to Fire Nation about how you approach that, you know, and really, you know, just stay true to yourself?
1: It's scary. And that's the first thing I think you have to understand, because when you're saying I'm focused on this, not that, you have to be willing to say I believe that I can do this and I can handle it, even if this, whatever it is, doesn't turn out the way that I want. So we have to stop. We have first have to separate our desires for outcome from the desire to pursue something full heartedly and say, so this is, I'm in, I'm in with this podcast that I'm doing, this fire nation, because <laughs> I care about it. I, I love it to reach millions of people, but if it doesn't, I'm still in. I'm doing my best work and I'll keep, you know, Trying to make it work and reach more people, of course, but that's not where the the payoff is. So we have to separate that out, and then we have to realize that, of course, we're going to have fears and doubts that we're able to do it. We're probably not able to do it the way we wish we would. That doesn't mean anything. What matters is the transformation. The key, the secret to the entrepreneurial it's like journey. The, the the thing that nobody gets. Like the it's like the honey is that you get to grow from this more than almost anything else you'll do except maybe parenting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, I think that the reason people don't focus in a nutshell, John, is because they're afraid they can't do what they're focusing on. So they say yes to everything as a smokescreen.
0: Oh, love your nutshells, Jen. Let's bring things to present time. Let's talk about today. Share with Fire Nation the one thing that has you most fired up.
1: Besides the fact I'm going to Bali on my honeymoon soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I am launching right in the middle of launching Teach Now, which is a program I co-created with a friend, Michelle Christensen. I, I now teach it alone. We've had 1,006 students go through it so far, and um, it's just an incredibly rich program. It's What I love is that I created something of such value that you can't help but get what you need out of it and maybe three or four times, and it's for people who want to teach or who are teaching. Teaching now and not thriving. And I love it. We have had people go through who teach acting, singing, pole dancing. We've had people go through who are coaches, PhDs, high school teachers, professors, uh, people who are just starting out on their entrepreneurial journey and want to have a teaching element as one of their income streams. So I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of what I've created. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jen, I love that you have pride in what you're creating. I mean, that's one thing I really want Fire Nation to pull out of all of this is that, you know, if you create something and you know, you put your heart and your soul into it and you're proud of it, then you should want to share it with the world. You should want to get out there, you know, hold live webinars, you know, create a podcast to share it, you know, write blog posts and YouTube videos. I mean, you owe it to the world to get your message out there that something that you created that has so much of you in it. And Jen, you do that better than most. And I definitely commend you for that.
1: And that's a big message of Teach Now. People are scared of the word teacher. Oh, no, I'm a guide. I'm a facilitator. It's like, now you have something you've learned, whether it's from formal going to school learning or in the trenches of being an entrepreneur. For example, you know a lot about podcasting now. (laughs) And if it fits with your mission in life or your mission in your business to share that, then claim the seat of a teacher because it has a lot of nobility and a lot of vulnerability. And personally, the reason I created Teach Now in particular was because I, think we're sort of teetering on the edge of extinction as a species not in our lifetime but you know maybe in our kids kids lifetime and teaching is one of the ways that we can stop that we can dispel ignorance in all walks of life but only if we claim what we know and we're willing to shine it out into the world boldly
0: so jen before we hit the lightning rounds let's thank our sponsors Fire Nation, what's the status of your social media page design? Whether you're looking at Facebook, Twitter, Google+, or any of your other accounts, remember that your profile picture, cover image, and background images are all opportunities to communicate your brand. If your business looks less interesting on social media than it is in real life, it's time to get some updated designs. The pros at 99designs can help. You can get a vibrant design and create a cohesive look and feel across all your social media pages in under a week. Social media pages that have appealing visuals are much more likely to be shared. So definitely feel free to ask the designers at 99designs for out-of-the-box concepts. You'll really enjoy seeing all the creative ideas that pop up. What if you could start your next design project today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Not every solopreneur has it all put together. Sometimes what appears to be a professional operation is nothing more than a smart individual who uses the right resources. I get it, some entrepreneurs who are just starting out might not be able to afford a full-time, virtual or personal assistant, but that's not what I mean. With today's technology, there are countless tools that we can use to stay on top of our game without exhausting ourselves, and more importantly, without making our brand new business look bad. A quick example, say you have an online e-commerce store and you wish your phone system reflected a little more professional setting. You're only an operation of two, but your customers don't have to know that. With eVoice, you get your own professional Reading and the ability to set up a dial by name directory. Evoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month forever on top of their 30 day free trial. So just go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes Evoice under eight bucks a month. Evoice.com, promo code FIRE. So, Jen, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where That's you nice. get to share some incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: I'll try my best. (laughs) (laughs) What was
0: holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I would say nothing because I did it before I was too old. I was so young. I didn't know what I was doing. But as I've matured, I would say it's fear. It's not claiming what I really knew. It's not claiming my seat as a teacher, honestly.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Care about no one will care about your business as much as you do.
0: Jen, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: Drinking a lot of water and centering myself, getting up from this desk many times a day, stretching, taking a deep breath, putting my hands on my heart and saying, oh, what do you need right now, honey? <laughs> you know,
0: it's pretty powerful right now, Jen. I am speaking for only the second week of my eight daily interviews I do each Monday from my next desk, my standing desk. So Yay, I am I of those. standing, I am projecting, I am French, so my hands are flailing, <laughs> my diaphragm is expanded. I feel great.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs>
0: Jen, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: I love Todoist. It is a really simple app, the free version or the premium version. And I use it for my to-do list. And I spend a lot of time planning my to-do list, really only committing to that day what can really be done instead of what I hope can be done. Because when you do that over time, it really depletes you and makes you feel like a failure at the end of every day. But when you cross everything off and you really could without stretching yourself or exhausting yourself, oh yes, what a good feeling.
0: (laughs) And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about today at eofire.com slash Jen Loudon. Jen, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Mindset by Carol Dweck. Love that book. It's about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Just read the first few chapters, change your life.
0: Wow. Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jen, this is the last question of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I would go out and explore, and I would look around, and I would say, hmm, how can I be of service? And then I would go and get quiet and go, what that I just noticed really appeals to me. How do I want to serve? I'd bring together the need that I see out there in this parallel universe, and my own heart, what's really calling to me.
0: I should have mentioned that this is a galaxy far, far, far far away. (laughs) away. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, wow, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey, the Oprah all the way up to present time, truly inspiring. Share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Become an observer of your experience as an entrepreneur. Don't buy your thoughts. Become a good observer of your choices, your habits, and how you're thinking. Step back often. Really cultivate the growth mindset. And then come find me at Jenniferloudin.com.
0: Well, Jen, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been talking about, your recommended book, all of your books, your website, your recommended resources at eofire.com. Type Jen in the search bar, Fire Nation, and her show notes page will pop right up. And Jen, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thanks, John. Pleasure.
0: Fire Nation. My man, Rosh, over at the Social Coffee Break, has created the first ever social media review web show. He basically finds all the latest and hottest social media updates and breaks it all down in a fun, quick video with amazing graphics. So you, the viewers, don't have to hunt all over the internet to find what's new. People are already calling this show the daily cliff notes of social media. So minimize those long, boring blogs, grab your cup of coffee, and head over to the Social Coffee Break